Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Becca. And we uh, we made a baby. <laughs> Hi guys, my name is Becca Bristow. You may know me from my YouTube channel where I talk about all things health and wellness. So when I got pregnant, I knew I wanted to bring you guys on this journey, but I also knew I wanted to include this guy right here. So we hope you'll join us on this journey of all things pregnancy, prepping for parenthood, and what in the world's going on with this girl's body, Becca's body. <laughs> and our baby. Oh, of course, yeah, indeed. So make sure to tune in every week as we share everything that is going on with us and baby Bristow. And your big old belly. <laughs> Hello out there, and welcome back to the Bristow's Made a Baby podcast. Woo! Woohoo! And we will be recapping week 14 this week. Exciting stuff. Um, so we are officially in the second trimester, which is... Yes, we are. Which is a relief, I would say, because statistics show from my research that... Oh, uh, yeah. Usually the second trimester is the best trimester because you you're supposed to get over the sickness if you had any. And <laughs> now we're at the point where, I mean, you could... You know, you could still have something go wrong, like a miscarriage, but the rate is super low now, which is... Yeah, I think it's like 2%, maybe 1%. It's low. That's great. Really low. And I mean, there's always a chance. There's things that could still go wrong. So, I mean, you never know. But it definitely feels good to get over that hump and be gliding into the second trimester. Absolutely. Things seem to be going well. Yeah. Besides some sickness. But anyway... <laughs> we'll get into that. Let's get into those week 14 baby stats. So, if you remember last week... The baby was the size of a lemon. so Not a juicy fruit. And not, I was a little <laughs> disappointed in that one, but <laughs> week 14 bounces us back to a oh, great fruit. Probably the juiciest fruit out there. I would I would argue wow. that it's to, the most juice. I'll have to think about it's it. It's the t only fruit that juice literally runs down your chin every time you eat it, if it's a good one. Wow. I so that's I juicy. Plum, but no, plums aren't that juicy. I don't know where... You, have you ever had a plum? Yes. Um, so drum roll, Really? Please. When's the last time you had a plum? I've never seen you eat a plum. I've known you for a long time. I used to have them all the time growing up, but you don't like to buy healthy foods, so Did I never get the juice chance. run down your chin? Absolutely. <laughs> With plums. Yes. I do not believe you. So all right, go ahead. Tell them the juice. So fruit. drum roll, please. <laughs> Week 14, the baby is the size of a peach. All right, now everyone, you're all shaking your head. That is the juiciest fruit out there. I mean, I'm, I'm right. denying it's juicy. I'm just trying to think of alternatives. No, it's the juiciest. <laughs> yeah, so I like peaches. So that's good. They um, might they might be my favorite fruit next to. I used to always love raspberries, but I think strawberries might be uh, moving into their spot, or maybe blackberries, especially during this pregnancy. Cool. But peaches are they're up there. You don't care. I mean, you gotta <laughs> go. Like water you're looking at me like you, like you like could care less. Or peach, something real juicy for the summertime. Well, yeah, watermelon is also delicious. I mean, that's <laughs> that's like what flavor everyone gets for like what candy watermelon no who gets watermelon flavored candy except for like literally those sour patch water sour patch watermelons that's the only watermelon candy i know of there's one watermelon yeah, water ice. everybody gets watermelon water ice where yes. are you getting that so anyway <laughs> some more baby stats uh the little bristow blob could be sucking his or her thumb no it's not a blob anymore remember the bristow baby could be sucking his or her thumb which is kind of cool yeah but that is cool but we have to start making a plan to teach the baby not to do that oh yeah in utero Yes. Oh, okay. Um, Scold them. The baby is growing a lanugo. Do you know what the lanugo? <laughs> Just by the way that you pronounce that as a lanugo, I'm assuming you have no idea what that is. You want to take a guess? Let's see what Matt's guess is. What a lanugo is. 
Uh, yes. It's more. It's actually the lanugo, but right. It it's what helps shape the brain, and um, <laughs> so yeah, I'd be going into more detail. I don't want to bore. Uh, no, please go into more That's detail. Exactly please do. Yeah. It just kind of helps put it in place and uh, <laughs> to keep the space between the skull <laughs> and uh, keep it safe in there. It's like a little. Uh, it's like a little. Uh, almost like a pad. <laughs> what? Padding in case you hit your head. <laughs> okay. So your brain's okay. Life's tough, bro. Get a helmet. Yeah. Okay. It has nothing to do with that. Okay. That's a good guess. <laughs> do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I would love to. So they're actually, they only have it in utero. It goes away. So luckily it's not brain padding because that would be a shame if it went away. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it actually makes a lot of sense because it has to also has to do with the, the juicy fruit this week. Oh. Any Any guesses? Um, it's growing like peach fuzz. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Oh wow! Yeah, it's growing like pe- peach-like fuzz all over its little body, and that helps keep it warm in there. That's cool. I feel like everyone has. That's what alanuga is. <laughs> I feel like everyone has for peach all of you fuzz, out there, even now. Well, I mean, it's it's more like hair. It's oh, not okay. not just little peach fuzz. Uh-huh. Everyone does have peach fuzz, but it's it's thick. It's like a coat of hair. That's more. cool. I learned something new again. Um, <laughs> Every week. The genitals are developing, so. Hopefully soon we can find out the sex of the child. Yeah, so we you still can't tell by ultrasound, really, at this point. Right. Or even at the point that I'm at right now. But mm. we will find out very soon. And we have a date set for that, but we'll get to that in a, another episode. Yes, another pepisode. Pepisode. Um, and the baby is using its facial muscles, which is kind of cool. So a little cheekbone. A <laughs> little cheekbone. That's a bone, not a muscle. Oh, you said muscles. I said muscles. <laughs> yeah. It's using its cheekbones, huh? Oh, so like... Squ- <laughs> like For all of you out like there, <laughs> he's making faces right now. So he's moving his eyebrows all around yeah, trying so to figure out what that means. Baby could be squinting. Squinting, smiling, <laughs> raising its eyebrows raising like that. Eyebrow. Yeah. Can you raise one eyebrow at a time? Yes. Only that one. Correct. You can't do both? I can't. I can do both. See? I know you can. Wow. Congratulations. I know. I'm special. So anyway, so Becca's special, but um, she wasn't so special on week 14 because <laughs> I don't know if you remember week 13, but we uh, were down at the beach for Memorial Day and Becca like started to feel great. Yeah, and, it's feeling um, pretty good. Unfortunately, as week 14 commenced, things took a turn for the worse again, but kind of back to where she was before Memorial Day weekend. Um, but I think she's going to, you'll get into that in a yeah, minute. Yeah, I will. Um, and we also something exciting. We we toured the birth center in Delaware. The birth center. Uh, that's what it's called. <laughs> really pronouncing it there. Oh yeah, just make sure I had it right. And uh, I'm sure Beck will fill you in on that too. But uh, we'll get into some details. But that's some highlights. And uh, let's get into some meat and potatoes here. The meat and potatoes, huh? As my uh, I think a religion teacher used to say that back to me in gr- uh, high school. So anyway, all right. Take it away. Uh, what teacher? Do you remember? Mr. Crop, Mr. Johnson, Father Crop's Mr. Johnson, I think. Mr. Johnson, nuts and bolts, nuts and bolts. Oh, nuts and bolts. Yes. He did say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so not meat and potatoes. Yeah, correct. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Okay, so as Matt said, unfortunately, so like I said, I think last week my Monday is always the first day of a new pregnancy week for me. So week fourteen started on Monday, which was Memorial Day, and I have been feeling real good all weekend. I was super happy about it. And then it just, I don't know if it just caught up to me or maybe I just had a few days of feeling good anyway. And, and then I w- kind of went back downhill. But that night I started feeling, we were still at the beach because we went back early Tuesday morning. 
and I still, or I started to feel really sick again. I was getting really nauseous. I don't, I really thought I was going to throw up, but I didn't. And we had dinner plans that night to go to our favorite Mexican restaurant. Mm, agave. Yeah, it's really good. It's in Lewis, Delaware. Best margaritas around. Best steak fajitas. Yeah, their food is excellent. I obviously would not be partaking in the margaritas, which is a shame because it's like really the only drink I even care about. They're so good. Right. Except for maybe some red wine. But anyway, so I started feeling sick and I was just like, sorry, guys, I'm not going to dinner, which then you lost your DD. <laughs> and you oh had yeah, Uber. Yeah. The pregnant woman. So we had to. <laughs> I felt bad, but not bad enough. We had to get a lift both ways. But yeah. what was nice about it was someone, Rosie, had some company back at home. Yeah, so I stayed with Rosie. Was pretty happy which about that. Yeah, Matt does not like to leave her. Yes. Anywhere apparently. So I got sick. Not got sick, but I felt really sick that night, which was a bummer. And I just stayed in and relaxed and watched TV and hung out while while they went to dinner. And then the next day, woke up, still didn't feel good. We went home that day and I pretty much slept all day that day, like on and off. Just, I think I maybe was just like distracted all weekend and excited and my symptoms just kind of were at bay because I wasn't thinking about them and I was just really stimulated the whole weekend, but I don't think I actually felt better yet at that point. I think I was truly just distracted and then it all kind of hit me like a ton of bricks when we got back, which was definitely a shame and obviously it was annoying physically, but also just emotionally. Because I finally felt good and I felt almost back to normal, which I hadn't felt in so long. And then just to kind of go back to how I was feeling for months, which was not good, was just kind of heartbreaking. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it is what it is. But so that Wednesday, I still didn't feel good. But we toured the birth center, (laughs) as Matt likes to um, pronounce it. So that was fun. So I remember like feeling pretty awful on the way there. And I was like, oh, but excited. And while I was there, I felt okay because I was just excited to be there. But so we got there and um, I've mentioned in a previous podcast that I'm really hoping to have like an intervention drug-free birth and I want to go to a birth center because that is like what that's their specialty. They don't um, offer epidurals. They do have nurses on staff, um, but it's all run by midwives. It's not um, OBs, which are obviously trained in medicine and and intervention so I just figured that that might be a really good place for me to go because it's just probably the best environment for me to be in for the kind of birth that I'm hoping to have so we have one near us which is super lucky because they're not clearly not as popular as hospitals and so we went to tour it yeah and there were people from like or not Virginia maybe Maryland that came so people from out of state so you might be right that we are lucky that it's literally 10 minutes down the road from our house yeah we're so lucky like this is that's not usual and they said that someone once came four hours to right. it which That's is crazy right. i mean they had to have been like staying at a hotel for the <laughs> like yeah. days leading up to birth like i don't know how you would labor for four hours in the car i mean i guess you can but it's a warrior all right it's part of the birth plan part of the birth plan so yeah so we went and we toured um so basically what it was was a kind of a presentation first and it was given by one of the rns and it was just pretty much i mean it wasn't really so much a presentation about the birth center a little bit it was but it's more so a presentation about midwifery care versus you know obstetric care and I kind of touched on that how obviously interventions are not like the first line of defense I guess and it's just very very different and I think in a later episode maybe at some point in the second trimester when hopefully I'm feeling pretty good and don't have much to report we can kind of spend some time talking about you know why I want to go this route instead of the 
typical, I don't know, hospital route with drugs and all of that um, to each his own. I mean, I think either way, depending on the woman and the pregnancy and, you know, what they're most comfortable with and what they're hoping that happens with their birth. I feel like, you know, either way you can't go wrong. It's just a better fit for different people. And whether or not, you know, if it's obviously if it's like a high risk pregnancy, you should be in a hospital. But since that's not the case for me and this is kind of what I want, that's just what I'm doing. But anyway, I feel like we'll dedicate a whole episode to this on like hospital versus home birth or hospital. Not that I'm doing a home birth, but hospital versus birth center birth and, you know, interventions and drugs and all of that. I'll start my research. Sorry if I sound out of breath. That is officially become a symptom not in (laughs) week 14 which we're talking about but it it happens earlier than you think it will baby's a workout that uterus is just taking up a lot of space taking up a lot of real estate in there anyway so we so we had this like presentation it was given by the nurse she was super nice it was very informative all stuff that i personally already knew because i've just done a ton of research on this because i just think it's fascinating but i think a lot of it was new to you right you like didn't really know oh yeah i thought we were gonna it was like I didn't think we were going to a hospital, but I thought we were going to like almost like a medical center. That's kind of what I thought the set it would be, but it was yeah. literally a house in the city, like uh, a row home. Yeah, like or I guess no, it, it wasn't was a row it home. Was it was home. its yes, yeah, freestanding home, but it was literally home. like a three-story like brick house. Right, like very homey, literally right, just, homey. <laughs> just looks like a house, and then oh no, people have babies here. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, luckily no one, or I mean, it would have been okay, but no one was giving birth while we were being put on tour, and I've. I think I've either one of my sisters maybe said, but they were like, they've heard of people going and, you know, they're on a tour and what, you can hearing hear screams scream, <laughs> you can hear screaming. Someone's <laughs> having a baby. Like yeah, one, you got to get those, over. those low moans going right. to deal with the contractions. Oh, wow. Well, okay. Yeah. I got some things to learn, I guess. You, you sure do. Um, <laughs> we'll get there. Right. But yeah, so, um, so anyway, we had the presentation and then they took us around for a tour. So we got to see the whole place and um, it's small. They only have three birthing rooms. But it's kind of crazy. They said that they've actually never had more than three moms at once, like birthing at once. And it all just kind of works out. And um, but the even better news, I mean, I loved it. I would have absolutely given birth there, you know, as long as I didn't like risk out or anything. But what's just even more exciting is they're actually moving to a new location at this birth center. It's going to be slightly farther away from our house, but like not by much. And it's actually going to be right like it sounds like right next to or you know very close to the hospital that i would have been delivering at anyway so i don't really mind the extra distance 15 20 minutes without traffic yeah so really not bad but so they're moving and they're going to be in a bigger facility that has five birthing rooms and what i'm super excited about is every single birthing room is going to have a birthing tub like a giant jacuzzi tub and right now they only have one room that has the tub so you kind of have to hope that no one's birthing in it when you go into labor so that you can get that room because obviously I mean not everyone wants to spend time in a tub and I don't know if I'd necessarily give birth in the water um haven't you know thought about that or made any decisions about that yet but just having like just being able to be in warm water apparently laboring moms say that it makes such a difference in the pain level and discomfort level and it really really helps you relax and just breathe and you know relax into the contractions instead of fighting them off which just makes it more painful and makes it last longer your labor so I'm really excited that that is going to be like no matter what I'm going to have the option to get into a tub at some point throughout the labor I mean who doesn't like taking a bath so 
Do you take a lot of baths? I don't, but I feel like <laughs> when I was growing up. Never seen you take a bath. You know, There's no way you would fit in like any standard well size bathtub. Well that's, that's a issue. But your knees would be up to your face. But people, I feel like that's a relaxing thing in general. Yeah, so. I'm sure as this pregnancy progresses, I will turn into a bath person. I have nothing against baths, but actually, here's my hang up with baths. I don't understand them because you get in soapy water to like wash your body, and then you don't ever rinse. Then you just get out. So like, I feel like you still have soap on you. Like you're well, not clean. Uh, you're covered in soap. Right, but don't. So then you have to like get in the shower to rinse off, and it seems like why well, don't just skip all that? You know, I think you have. I think you have this wrong. I think really people take baths to relax. They don't wash themselves in it. I don't think so. I mean, people will put like bath bombs in baths, and that's like kind of soapy. It creates like bubbles. Yeah, I have no idea what that is, but um, you don't know what a bath bomb is. I'm not quite sure, but There's I think it's just a closet, relaxing thing. Some stress away ones from Young Living. Okay, great. Well, maybe I'll try and bath with one. <laughs> okay. And then let me know if you have to feel like you need to get in the shower afterwards. Sure, I'll let you Report know. back. Okay. Okay. But yeah, I mean, over overall, it went really well. And I, I just had such a good feeling about it and felt really welcomed and comfortable there. And like I was just in my element surrounded by people who were like-minded. And that was kind of my, I mean, I had a feeling I was going to like it. And I knew I liked the idea of it and the theories behind their practice. But I was also like, I need to get a good feeling about this place because, you know, birth and labor, it's a big deal. It's a huge, huge part of your life and as a woman and, you know, the beginning of your child's life. So I was kind of like, if I don't have a good feeling about it, then I don't care how much I like the idea of it. I will just stick to wherever I was before. But I loved it. I really, really did. And um, when we wa- when we walked out, we didn't like communicate a whole lot in there because we were like listening the whole time. But then do you remember what you said when, <laughs> when you walked out, which like really took me by surprise and made me very excited something along the tune of wow everyone should have their baby there <laughs> i think well yeah so basically he was saying like i feel like everyone should be giving birth this way like why don't because it was all about you know and and not to say that giving birth in a hospital is wrong or a bad decision or anything like absolutely that's not what we're saying but it was more so just talking about um because a big big part of midwifery care is you know, trusting the mom's body that, you know, it was born, it was built to do this, to birth your baby. Um, we have such intricate systems in place as far as, you know, hormones and um, just all different things that happen in our bodies when we're giving birth. And it in mid- midwifery care, they try and do everything in their power to not intervene and not disturb that crazy labor pattern that happens. Whereas in hospitals, it's, you know, standard to interrupt or intervene in the normal, natural labor pattern. So, because a lot of people want pain relief, which is totally fine. And, you know, to each his own. But so he was kind of like, oh, why is this not the norm? <laughs> and, you know, women have been doing this for thousands of years. Like, it makes sense. So th- I just was surprised because I thought, I mean, you're super go with the flow. So I didn't think you were going to have any major objections by any means. Um, and of course it's like they have the same, uh, like stuff as like a level one hospital as far as if something were to go wrong and intervene and we are going to be super close to a hospital, especially in the new place. So I don't really feel necessarily unsafe there by any means. Um, but yeah, I was just kind of surprised. I didn't think you were going to love it that much. Yeah. I mean, kind of like you, I just liked the feel of the, um, the RN that was presenting and then gave us a tour. She was just very easygoing, very happy, um, 
she gave birth there and talked about her experience. Um, yeah, she when we were in the tub room, she was literally like, "And I gave birth to my baby right there, <laughs> yeah. two feet from me." And we were all like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, kind of weird, but kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> but just to see like the rooms, a bed, a tub, it looks like a. It like looks like a bedroom. Right, it's kind of crazy. But like what, like what hardwood floors? Yeah, but I never even pictured you or anyone for that matter giving birth in a little bedroom at a birth the birth center right i mean we're so used to birthing in hospitals is so right. common that's and normal that that's what i see like in movies a sterile environment like cold with like bright lights is you know what's normal right and yeah. also i think you were super happy this is like such a small detail but like really it's at the end of the day it's really not i guess a small detail but i didn't even think about it but it makes total sense but when we he, when we walked out he was obviously you know he liked it and he had a good feeling about it but one of his favorite things was that since it was a normal bedroom it didn't have like overhead hospital <laughs> lighting oh i hated that yeah, yeah but, well you were like this is great like i could totally i really want to have it here because the lighting because every time we go to an appointment and you know you're sitting in like basically like a doctor's office and like the it's just so bright in there like in those rooms like the overhead and hospital rooms are the same way i mean of course you can dim the lights. sometimes doctors get weird about that and don't let you but others are like totally cool with like letting you dim lights but he hates, I mean, you always feel like you're going to faint by the time we yeah, leave. Yeah, it just makes me sick because you also are waiting 30 minutes for the yeah, doctor or midwife or whoever to come in. But That's another thing I like about the birth center because it's way more like small and intimate. And one of the questions they actually s- asked us in the uh, um, the tour, they were like, how long do OBs spend <laughs> talking to you in your appointments? Like, you know, your uh, pregnancy appointment, prenatal appointments. And everyone was like, uh, five minutes. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, okay, our minimum is always 30 minutes because we really want to, like, get to know you and chat with you and just, like, get on your page and learn about you and what, you know, you want. So it's just, like, it's just different care. It's not necessarily better, but it's just, it's different, and it's just what I really wanted. Yeah, I would say the, the sh- most shocking or the scariest thing, and it's not something that would hold Oh, boy. It would, it's, not, <laughs> it's not something that would hold me back from saying, no, we can't do this, was just that. They said on average, you b- usually leave about four hours after giving birth. Oh, yeah. It's not, not like a hospital. Yeah, and that's not a deadline. Like, they'll stay with you as long as you think you need, but they said on average. Like four to six was the four average. Four to six hours. That's when you kind of feel comfortable going home. But um, I think they have a visit the next two days by yeah. either a pediatrician and also the midwife. So Well, and they, they also require you to take a class before you give birth there. Um, it's like a baby baby and mom not vital signs but something like that oh baby and mom or infant assessment that's what it is it's an infant assessment class they don't just like let you walk out like and not know what you're doing they you're you know you have to take this class ahead of time so then every day you call the birth center and you give vitals and how many dirty diapers and like and they're, they're i mean they're monitoring you but just not physically in that room they're just letting you do it from home which i actually kind of like i mean no, some people about it, yeah. would probably be freaked out by that and like i totally understand that but we are such homebodies and i feel like so many people say like they're always itching to get out of the hospital and they want to be discharged as fast as possible so i'm just kind of rolling with that and thinking like okay i mean we're obviously going to be taught i'm sure it's still going to be scary and like what the hell's happening (laughs) but i don't know like that that actually makes me kind of excited like to be able to go home and be in my own bed and not have to like be pricked with needles and have my uterus like smashed by nurses' hands for That's two days true. in a row, you know? Like, yeah, very true. Yeah. So, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, like you, um, and they do this in the birth center too, but obviously it's just not, I guess, prolonged unless maybe I have to do it at home. That I don't know. I guess I'll learn that in that class. But for your uterus to shrink back down, they have to like literally like press and like massage your uterus. And apparently it's extremely 
uncomfortable and very painful after you give birth. So yeah, that's just one thing that I won't necessarily have to deal with, I think, but we'll find out. Yeah, and if you do, it's only for about four hours. So Right. It would be then, of course, but not, you know, like two days or whatever. So that, d- that personally does not bother me. And that was actually, it was funny when I told my sister I was going to go visit a birth center. She was like, you know, they like kick you out like soon after. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, I guess that could be a bad thing, but I, d- I just personally don't see it as a bad thing. Um, and then, of course, if like something goes wrong, if something's not right, like they said, if, you know, the original um, inse- assessment they do on the baby, if it's something seems off, then they keep you there. They don't send you home. But if everything looks good and um, they force you to like eat a heavy meal before you leave so that you're like, you know, well fed. Um, but yeah, if everything looks good and mom feels comfortable, they send you on home. And we also don't want to leave Rosie too long. <laughs> so we'll probably try to. That was another thing you said. You were like, oh, so birth is probably going to be like 12 hours and. Uh, Maybe even less, so we might not even have to have someone come check on Rosie. We might be in and out in 12 hours, yeah. which is kind of a long time for her, but she could make it for 12 hours. That's we'll not see. ideal, but... We'll see. Well, I mean, if we were in a hospital, someone ha- would have to like take her for like two or three days. I forgot to ask when we were there if dogs were allowed, so maybe we'll allowed. this might not even be an issue, so we'll see. They're definitely not allowed. <laughs> All right, so that's not enough about the birth center, um, but just also some other symptoms that I was experiencing this week. I started to get the um, Linnea Nigra, or Linnea Negra, I think is how you say it, Linnea Negra. Linnea Negra. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how you say it, actually. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, which is like a little, um, kind of like a brownish line that starts to extend, like, or not extend, but it goes like across your belly. You've probably seen, um, a lot of you probably know exactly what I'm talking about, but if not, you may have seen a pregnant woman with like a brown line that goes down like her belly and that is the Linnea Nigra Linnea Negra and I started to get it just a little bit which kind of caught me I mean I guess I'm technically in the second trimester now but it was just kind of cool to see that because I haven't had like a whole I mean I've had physical symptoms and that I've been sick and all I'm tired and blah 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 but I haven't seen like real a whole lot of body changes that are indicative of pregnancy like I just had like a thicker waist I don't really have much of a belly not one that looks like a pregnant belly anyway. It just looks like I ate a lot. <laughs> but seeing that was kind of like, whoa, all right, I am pregnant and this is happening. Things are progressing. So that was kind of cool to see. And then another thing I started to do during week 14, this is not a symptom, but this is something I started, and that is drinking red raspberry leaf tea. So typically once you are in the second trimester, a lot of midwives will recommend that you start drinking this and even probably some OBs. And it's just a tea and it is kind of like a uterine tonic, but so many women and midwives swear by it for helping women um, like prepare for birth. Apparently it just helps make your uterine contraction stronger and it just supports everything down there. And apparently it's pretty awesome. And I love tea. I drink, drink tea all the time anyway. So I love that it's like, you know, a pregnancy safe tea that I can drink every single day and not only have to worry about whether or not it's safe, but also know that it's helping me in some way, which is kind of cool. So you said uterine tonic, so like a gin and tonic? <laughs> no, not exactly. Uh-huh. It's toning my uterus, uh-huh. which the uterus is what has to contract to push the baby gotcha. out and down. So kind of like gin tones your mind and your uh, judgment. Oh, do you feel pretty toned up after a few gin, gin and tonics, or do you feel tuned up? Tuned up. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. It's not that kind of tonic. Um, 
but yeah, so I've been drinking that. It's delicious. It just tastes like tea, but I really like tea, so I like it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for week 13. The biggest was, you know, back downhill again, not feeling so hot. And then touring the birth center. <laughs> the birth center. The birth center. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty much it for week 13. I just felt crappy again, which is real or no week 14. What are we on week 14? <laughs> yeah, week 14. Um, so, you know, super exciting. Um, yeah, still waiting for that second trimester rebound. And we thought we almost had it at the end of week 13. But we did. And it was right on time. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I am right on schedule. But yeah. then, nope. <laughs> yeah. But it's all good. It's unfortunate. So do you have any thoughts on me still being sick? Are you surprised or not surprised? Do you feel bad? Are you over it like I am? I'm definitely over it. <laughs> like seeing you sick. But um, yeah, it's a real pain. I don't think I was surprised. I think I feel like you've had some good days even before this. Um, yeah, but randomly. I been, but I have been banking on you saying like, or whatever the research that says second trimester you start to feel better so that was kind of a letdown but yeah but even though you were got sick again i was still confident that you would either turn soon or you know you might just have some bad days but the good days will start to come in in bunches kind of like memorial day weekend so yeah that's true that was the longest i mean i had a couple of random days here and there where i felt great well i mean maybe not great but i felt really good right but never days in a row it was only ever one like once here and there right so, yeah, maybe we'll, uh, you'll have to stay tuned to see <laughs> how if whether or not my symptoms improve or whether or not they sadly stay the same. So, yes, make sure to tune in next week for week 15. We will talk more about how I'm feeling, whether or not I turned a corner. And also, we had our first midwife appointment at the birth center because we decided to uh, switch my care over there. Big move. Big move. Which you're pretty excited about, right? I'm very pumped. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a great, great little meeting with a nice little midwife. Yeah. So next week, uh, we'll we'll talk about that. Share you in on the details. Just continue to share. You know what's going on with this pregnancy. Yeah. And don't it's forget. It's been a roller coaster thus far. <laughs> don't forget to uh, subscribe and mm-hmm. leave a positive review if you feel the need. Yeah. Give us those five stars. We love a little five star. You know. I'm review. on my knees begging. Come on. okay wow i'm just kidding (laughs) all right well thank you guys so much for tuning in this week we can't wait to chat with you next week for week 15 of my pregnancy and we will see you then bye bye